Welcome to the Lakes United We Stand podcast. My name's Andy Mitten. It's about 15 minutes after the final whistle in Eindhoven. Very disappointing evening for Manchester United. He went ahead through uh, Memphis Depay goal. Disappointing also because Luke Shaw went off with a very serious injury, but most of all because PSV Eindhoven came from behind to win 2-1. Another defeat in Eindhoven. I'm waiting for the players to come through the mix zone after the game, and I'm with James Ducker from the Times. James, what's your assessment of tonight's game? Well, I mean, I said in my match reports, we just just filed that you know they lost a match, but I think they've lost something much more important tonight in Luke Shaw. Um, I don't think there's a too too much more of a popular figure really in the United dressing room. What he's done after a difficult debut season to come back um, in the form he has took a, one of the United's fitness coaches away with him on a holiday to Dubai, start the season with a bang. I think he's been United's best player. And to suffer what looks a sickening injury, I mean, it looks a potential double leg break, uh, is, a, is a most cruel sort of blow for him. I think uh, when everyone was crestfallen in the, in the um, press box, I think you'll need to look at the reaction of both sets of players uh, when it happened um, to know that it was one of those horrific injuries. Uh, and I think everyone's just going to hope that it's a clean break. Uh, that he recovers quickly, uh, but I, I just feel terribly for him. Uh, you know, I think we saw actually even in the, the the lead up to the goal, just what Luke Shaw was all about: charging right through the middle, terrific pace, and it was a quite. To be honest, it was, I thought it was a despicable challenge. How United didn't get a penalty and how Moreno was not sent off is uh, is a mystery to me. And I think United. I thought United started well; they had fluency. Uh, really gathering some, some momentum and, and I think that just knocked him out of the stride yes, scored a great goal through Memphis really, really well taken goal but I just think it looked like it was weighing at the back of the mind and I thought going forward they'll actually look quite good but the one thing that, that has stood out this season, that sort of sound defensive base sort of imploded a little bit really, particularly in the second half it's a strange game, I don't think we play badly United, but they had a couple of lapses in defence, Darmian probably had his worst game yet for the club and um, and they've left really with an uphill battle in, in Group B now I mean, I'd still expect them to progress but there's going to have to be an improvement but to be honest I think most of the thoughts really around Luke Shaw yeah. that was Luke's 8th consecutive start in defence it's been the same for the whole of the defence even before the season proper started when he came the first game in Seattle he was excellent he looked completely different to the player we saw a year ago as you say he's very popular around the club he's very unassuming he's much fitter he went away um, with Adnan Janazai and a fitness coach it's just a great great shame PSV um, was strong on the counter attack I came here last week I spoke to Philip Koku I've done a lot of research into PSV and I, I walked away from Eindhoven last week thinking Manchester United are in a really tough group and I didn't think that when it was first made. And people were saying, some respected pundits saying United have got an easy group again. And PSV are strong. Wolfsburg finished second in the Bundesliga last year. They beat Bayern Munich 4-1 at home in January. CSK beat City away last year. United have now lost their opening game. It's going to be a really tough group, this. It is going to be a tough group. I think, I think there was almost an easier rush with the, with the group at the start because they, they avoided Barcelona, they avoided Bayern Munich, they avoided some of the sort of... Europe sort of established elite, uh, and I think that the uh, you know I think in that sense you know during PS PS Eindhoven you know wasn't a bad thing, but um, 
you know, Wolfsburg will probably be tricky. Moscow's never easy to go to, a city, a city you've discovered. I mean, United have been there in the past in, uh, and, and found it pretty difficult. So I think it always makes it hard when you lose your first, your first game. I think the benefit for United is it's away. I think if they've obviously lost at home to PSV in the first game, that puts slightly different colouring on proceedings. I don't think it's a, I wouldn't say it's an, um, an unkind group, but I think it's probably a little bit harder than people um, than people imagine. But it was a, it was a, it was a strange game, really. I mean, I, and normally you sort of see United lose 2-1, concede goals like that, and you think, oh, they'll play disastrously. But I just think there was a few real lapses. They were obviously pushing for, for an equaliser um, late on in PSV Eindhoven and another chance to score. Luke de Jong blasted over, should have finished. Um, but yeah, a real, real, real odd one. I thought, I mean, I thought Schweinsteiger was excellent for yeah. periods of the game. It was a terrific ball over yeah. the top, which Mata really had to control and square for Depay. That goes in, um, you know, it's a diff- different story. But um, you know, they did did seem to get caught a little bit at times in midfield. Uh, but I mean, Damien's mistake for for their second goal was poor. Um, I think the marking was particularly good for for uh, for their first goal. Although in fairness. Moreno shouldn't have been on the field. Um, I think it's a very much a case of what if tonight. I did. I thought there was a couple of bright moments from Martial in, in Memphis Depay. I thought they linked up at times. I think yeah. Martial did did fade. Uh, I think that's to be sort of expected. But there were encouraging signs there. Um, it's strange though. I, I thought United were a bit more direct in their approach play. I thought Matter actually started well as a number ten, but then second half it just really, really didn't didn't click for him. Um, so an odd one, a real odd one. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's as bad as some, um, as some defeats you look at and think there's just no positives to take from that. But I mean, clearly the loss of Shaw is going to be a huge blow. I mean, I think, I think even last season when he struggled, we all, we all realised that there's a, there's a, there's a top class left back in the making there. Should United fans be concerned that there's no number nine? Because he had a lot of possession tonight. Although when I spoke to Koku last week. He, he stressed the point that he wasn't obsessed about possession like some Dutch coaches. Yeah, I mean, I, it, what's really interesting, there's been a, there's been a forum, uh, a, uh, one of the elite coaches forum with UEFA, and they've actually been talking about how possession possession's sake is almost becoming a bit of a thing of the past in the game. And that if you actually see, a, I mean, I know everyone refers back to Barcelona, but if you actually see that the way that they're turned sort of change the game really the speed on the transition actually keep the ball and actually strike quickly and really sort of hurt opponents then I think that's the way they're going but unless Martial plays or unless Rooney uh, starts up top and actually rediscovers his form don't really think United have got the place to do that I mean look if you'd have said at the start of the season Van Persie goes Hernandez goes Falco goes I don't think any United support would have been particularly disappointed by that because they'd probably expected a proven experienced commodity to come in now I know that was difficult. There aren't that many top available centre forwards. You look at Aguero, you look at Suarez, you look at Lewandowski. They're not available. But they if that's the case, and they did try to get others. But if that's the case, don't let Hernandez go. And I think obviously there's been a lot of talk about the, Mar- the Mar- Martial fee. Even if he has a terrific debut season, that I think the, the criticism of letting these other players go still stands. You put in a huge sort of onus on a very very young player who. To be honest, in his first two appearances, it's had a good start. But when you're having to play Marin Fellaini as a makeshift centre forward, I mean, but for illness, Fellaini would probably have started against PSV Eindhoven tonight. Now, when you spend 
projected 345 million in two years. I just don't think it's acceptable that you, you're having to play a, a Belgian midfielder who isn't particularly comfortable on the ball at, in that position. So, um, do you think he's taken a, a gamble that he didn't need to? Um, I think if he couldn't have got the players in, you should have kept Hernandez. Not saying he's good enough to start, but he's a decent impact sub. So, lot to chew over, really, for the club. Thanks for your time, James. My name is Lee Oldenburger. I'm from SBS Television. What did you make of PSV's victory over Manchester United tonight? Um, of course, it was a, a, a big surprise because Manchester United is the better team with the better players. Um, what the PSV did well is uh, they predicted the way the uh, game turned out. A lot of ball possession by uh, Manchester United and uh, normally... Uh, Manchester United, the way they beat uh, Bruges, is the way uh, PSV beat uh, Manchester United in the counter-attack. It was very efficient, and that's what they did very well. There's some surprise that PSV won. I looked at some of the newspaper headlines here in Holland today, and one said David against Goliath, as though Manchester United were this big beast who, who were unbeatable. But Manchester United fans certainly know they're not beatable, that, that, that they, are they are beatable, beatable at the yes. moment because it's not been a great season so far. Um, would, would that be the sentiment here? Well, uh, uh, Manchester United is still a, a big team, big yeah. club, uh, with a big name in, yeah. a, in a, a very big uh, league. I mean, uh, you, can't, you can't compare the Premier League with the Eredivisie. I mean, the, the difference is massive, enormous. So, um, and when you look at the players, they're not in good shape, they're not in good form. The, the way Juan Mata, uh, 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 the, the, the great ball that Schweinsteiger yeah. gave, Normally, there would have been a goal, but Mata isn't in the right form, and it goes for um, a, a lot of players. But normally, PSV wouldn't have a chance uh, playing Manchester United in, in this form, yes. PSV did everything right, and, and, and Manchester United did everything wrong. Everything went horribly wrong tonight for for Manchester United. I've just watched Memphis Depay leave the stadium to huge cheers from PSV fans. Yeah. Just describe how he's the regard in which he's held here in Eindhoven. He's considered to be a, a, a very big hero. He's considered to be one of the uh, main reasons that PSV is playing Champions League football right now. Um, he and Wijnaldum are highly regarded. Uh, you, you saw the reception Wijnaldum had in the interval between the first and second half. Um, he's considered to be an enormous talent and a great guy who brought them the title. Were people sad to see him go or proud or both? Well, of course sad, but you know when you, when you, when you, were, uh, when you play in a team in Holland and you're good, then every fan in Holland knows they have to wave him goodbye sooner or later. So. You, you can, if, you, if you're a good player here in Holland, you, you, you won't stay. I mean, you, you got to go. So the, the people know that he was going to leave anyways. Uh, he, he left for the title, and that's uh, a great uh, gift that Memphis and Wijnaldum gave uh, PSV. I spoke last week with Philip Koku and also the club's general manager and the head of the academy, mm-hmm. and they explained that two years ago they decided to shift the philosophy of the club and focus on youth because they couldn't buy the best players above the age of 25 in Holland because they would go to richer leagues in England or Spain mm-hmm. or in Germany. 
How was that perceived at the time, and how's it perceived now? Because it seems to have been a huge success. PSV are very, very strong. They won the league by finishing 17 points ahead of Ajax. This looks to me to be a very successful football club. It's true, but when you look at it tonight, two of the key players were Lestien and Moreno. Um, He's on loan, last year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, so that, that, these are the off chances you sometimes get, and, and th that's very important. You, you, you got you got a, a couple of youth players uh, in the team like Ned and Hendricks. They're okay, they're good, but they won't win you any uh, uh, Champions League matches. So. Every once in a while, you must be lucky with the off chance of getting Lestien and, and Moreno. And that's what PSV did very well. I was told last week that Lestien was brought in for one year only on loan because the club feel they have a player already in that position, but he's not quite ready. So they bring a loan player in on you. It's, there's some intelligent thought going into the strategy here. Oh, the, 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 the club is run by very uh, intelligent people. Uh, so so that's, they've got a, a great philosophy. They've got a... Um, uh, leading of the team like Tom Gerbrands, those those yeah, people, I suppose you know? Tom, yeah, yeah. He, he's from from another uh, uh, sports. He's from yeah. from, from the yeah, you told me so he, volleyball. Yeah, yeah. But he knows how to run a club. Yeah. He knows how to run a team. Uh, uh, so and, and it's not, not a difference if you're running a football team or a volleyball team or something. You have to know how to how to uh, work with people, and that's what he does very well. Finally, what do Dutch journalists like yourself think of Louis van Gaal, or does that depend which Dutch journalist you ask? Uh, of course, and it, it depends also which Louis van Gaal you face. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 I interviewed him twice today, uh, uh, once for, before the match and once after the match. Uh, I uh, interviewed him in Bruges. And you never know who, who, the, who the man is uh, you're up against. Sounds like Ferguson. That's what he yeah, would be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, because I interviewed Ferguson once and he walked out on me. During the interview, why? Because I asked him. Uh, there was. Um, I have to think now. Because I, th I think it was uh, just, just after Ruud van Nistelrooy left, yeah. and before that, uh, Jaap Stam left. So I asked him a thing, thing like, "What, what, what is it with you, with you and Dutch football players that they?" And well, he, he answered quite. He answered something. Yeah. Uh, and he just walked away. So. And then the press lady of Manchester United came uh, afterwards to me and said. Are you going to do the interviews after the match as well? Because he won't speak to you. <laughs> wow. So, 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 yeah, yeah. And what, what Mr. Van Hal did you find? Um, it depends on, on the, the question you ask. If you, if you surprise him a little bit. Yeah. Because um, I asked him the question. Uh, the, the, uh, Ashley Young is playing. Is that mainly because uh, PSV has got a right-footed left-back so now normally you, normally you play Mata on that side, and he's a left foot player, so he will go inside over Burnett's uh, yeah. strong leg. Is that the reason why you bring uh, Young into the team? So he can, you know, go outside. And he looks at me, yeah, that's the reason. And then you see something changing in his eyes, so, uh, like, you thought about it, and, you know, uh, you, you did your homework well. And, and then... The, the, so, uh, um, uh, Something changes in, in the conversation and the interview that you have with him. Like he's, you know, and then and then and then he's okay. But it's it's not it's not um, as something that you can rely on if you have a good relationship with him today. That you're gonna have a good relationship with, with him in ten min ten minutes or something. So, but 
it went well. It went well. Unfortunately for us British journalists, it didn't go well after the game. None of the players stopped to speak to any of the journalists, not even to MUTV, the club's official channel. Oh, right. That's the first time I've seen that oh, right. in my That's life. Yeah. I think they're all um, obviously upset at losing, but also there was a bad injury to Luke one of the United players. Yeah, so. it's horrible. Of course. So yeah. it's, it's difficult. So it's looking good for PSV now, but of course you still have to come to Old Trafford. You, yeah. you won here in 2001 and then went to Old Trafford and got beat 3 1. 3 1, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I'll be hoping for a repeat of that, but, and you won't, but thank, thank you for your no, time. No, you're right, but people in Honda are still realistic. They, yeah. they, they absolutely don't believe that they will uh, beat Manchester United twice or something or end up above them in the table. So This, this is for everyone, uh, it's, it's a good thing that uh, finally uh, there's something to cheer about in Dutch football because in, in recent times it not, it's not very very uh, very well the Dutch national team is uh, not doing what they should so um, the Dutch people are finally having something to cheer about yeah I saw the Iceland results from this season for the Dutch <laughs> national team and I'd imagine if you're a PSV fan you've had quite a lot to cheer about certainly more than Manchester United supporters yeah yeah, these are good times here. You can feel the buzz around the place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. And Manchester United are still finding the stride. Yeah. If that's going to be but under Van Hall, then great. I think in the end, Manchester United will qualify, and and I'm not sure about PSV. See, I, I think people here are completely underplaying PSV. I think you've got a very good team, a very good squad, and you're making yourselves out to be the underdog, and you're using that to your strength. And you probably win at Old Trafford and you say, ah, you know, it's, uh, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't have happened. And you, you're walking away with, with six points. Thank you for your time. All right. It's an hour or so after the final whistle and I'm walking from the Philips Stadion back into the centre of Eindhoven. It's Holland's fifth biggest city of 200,000 people. The, the ground's been built up over the years. It only held 22,000 in the mid-80s and holds 35,000 now as it's the clubber um, got Phillips in the name the lighting is excellent um, and the stadium is very close to the centre of town I like that, I don't like these new stadiums which are right away on the outskirts so you can walk in I'm with a couple of journalists walking back into um, town journalists who've covered United and flown over from the UK to cover Manchester United Mike McGrath who's from the, the Sun works for their Sunday edition. What did you make of the game tonight and the result and the unfortunate injury to Luke Shaw? Well, it's funny what you say about the, about the, the, the atmosphere in the stadium. It is, a, it is a really lively stadium, but once the, once the injury happened, it was really flat. It was, it, the, it was like silence when he, and, until the applause started when Luke Shaw was carried off. And then after that... Um, I suppose it was it, there, there was a lull in the game. United picked themselves up, but then really, got, I think, really got exposed by by PSV's pace. A couple of um, the, the winning goal was, you know, really cut them apart. Um, so overall, I mean, the bigger picture is that it's a really disappointing night for United. You're working as a Sunday journalist. We're walking away from the stadium here on a Tuesday night. How does your job work? I've just watched the journalists say get blanked by almost every Manchester United player, including MUTV, the club's own channel. Now, the players are going to be disappointed for 
not just for losing but also because of of the injury but do you come over here with it in mind to get a story for the Sunday edition and what happens if you don't well yeah I mean that that's why that's why we why I was here really to to look for look ahead to the to the Southampton game and try and try and get something to preview that game but obviously like you say there, there's some really disappointed guys in the, in the dressing room um, and not a lot of people wanted to speak I mean but luckily there are two sides to it you know to every story and, and PSV have to play United again um, and they've also got some interesting stories in their dressing room as well so you're able to kind of get a, get a picture of, of, uh, of their team as well as trying to pick up anything you can news-wise for Sunday um, and you've got things also to follow up in the next few days. You've seen Manchester United an awful lot this season. You're on the tour. The competitive season is now eight games in. It's still very early. But what have you made of, of the team and where do you think they're going to be finishing this season? It seems to me that the mood changes significantly after each game. Before Liverpool, people were on a downer after the defeat at Swansea beat Liverpool everything changes again it's lurching game after game yeah it is I mean I was there on Saturday as well uh, and the, the, you know the mood after Marshall scored was just fantastic optimism and obviously then we heard about Woodward getting cheered by the fans and now you're on a downer again after this result but I don't I just think that you know the consistency is is a problem and Overall, with United, I just didn't get the feeling. I just don't get the feeling when I watch them that they're in that in those last minutes like today that you really thought that they were going to push forward and do something like like the old days when they when you thought that they'd get a goal or two, uh, you know, in the dying minutes. Also, with Joe Bernstein, long-serving football reporter for the Mail. As long as we don't get knocked over by the many bicycles coming past us as we go in an underpass close to the central station here in Eindhoven. What did you make of tonight? Yeah, like Mike, I mean, we like to be upbeat about football and we love the European trips. Um, tonight's been different because when a young player uh, who's had a tough time, who's emerging, coming back, like Luke Shaw, gets a, a horrible injury and is left in tears, as Louis van Gaal told us, it... It just does put a damn on a downer. It overshadows everything else. It probably even overshadows the defeat because he's looking at least six months out. And we feel, you know, we feel as sad as probably the fans and the, and, and the players do. It's not, it's not really what we've, we've come to the Champions League in Eindhoven for, you know. And, and so my overriding emotion is, uh, is sadness, really. It's, it's deflated, uh, that injury. Um, in terms of the football... Obviously, it's not a very good result for Manchester United, is it? The first Champions League group game for two seasons. Um, the, the Dutch papers this morning, uh, their headline was David versus Goliath. Um, yeah. And they, they compared all the spending of you know, PSV and Manchester United and the number of Twitter followers. And I think the, the most expensive um, member of PSV's squad is £4 million. Um, pounds. Um, and so, really, United, when you're judging it by that, should have, should have won, but they, they didn't. I saw all those David and Goliath headlines. I think the Dutch media have been quite clever in un underplaying how good PSV actually are because if you're going to compare um, the relative 
uh, revenues of both clubs, of course United are going to be much, much stronger, but they're not a village football team. It's PSV Eindhoven, they've won the league 22 times here. They've won the European Cup, as we saw tonight. They've got some very, very good players. And Manchester United have often plundered their best players. And even when United played here last time, they lost convincingly. Mm. Well, yes, you say that, and, 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 and you're right in many respects. Obviously, PSV are a very good team. They're the Dutch champions. They're actually the top seeds in, in this group. Um, but if you win the league and then you see your best player, your top scorer, sold for £31 million to Manchester United... It must give you a fantastic sense of pride to then see him come back. He actually did very well, Depay, but he came back and he was on the losing team. And, and I guess that's that's sport, isn't it? You're always going to try and use anything to your advantage that you can. And, and, and that, that is, you know, we have to sell our best players, but the spirit remains and we're going to buy new ones and we're going to beat the big boys. And that's, that's what they did. And probably on the balance of play, I mean, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of difference between the sides, which is... Incredible when you think, I think Luke de Jong, they said, was the top earner at PSV uh, on about 30 grand a week. And probably every United player is earning more than him. And yet, there didn't look a lot of uh, difference between the the qualities tonight. I interviewed the club's general manager last week and he told me the entire playing budget was 22 million euros. Um, And I worked out that that covers two of Manchester United's better paid players they increased their playing budget by 10 million euros if they get into the Champions League as they have done this year it's a very very well run club we're just walking into the centre now we just walked past a huge pub which is full of plastic discarded plastic beer cans and the police are packing up and going home I've not heard of any reports of trouble um, the United fans I've spoke to seem to have had a, a good time just finally Joe you mentioned Memphis Depay he took his goal very well he's had an inconsistent start to life in England hasn't he? Uh, definitely he's admitted he's, he's maybe struggled with the endurance of the, the Premier League Louis van Gaal has as well um, Louis van Gaal does people like Marshall and, and, and Depay he does try to give them time obviously Luke Shaw is an example didn't do very well in his first season um, but the trouble for Depay is that and Marshall with that price tag and where United are at at the moment they haven't got maybe the world class senior players that they used to have I mean like you know think about 2008 they had Ronaldo Tevez and Rooney all in their prime as their front three people like Depay and Marshall you can't keep reminding me of that it just (laughs) makes me shake my head I know and I saw Owen Hargreaves at the the airport and he was a I know that was virtually his last game he was a fantastic midfield player in in that midfield with Scolzi and uh, Michael Carrick as well but anyway, back to the, the present and, you know, these guys, Depay and Marshall, they will have to grow up fast because I'll tell you what, if Depay and Marshall have poor first seasons, United are going to struggle to finish in the top four, I believe. But they have got talent and Louis van Gaal, he showed at Ajax, he can inspire confidence in them and I think that those two young lads are, they've got a lot on their shoulders this season. I don't, you know, that's what I think. Thank you for your time. Have a safe journey back to England. And then the next Manchester United game is at Southampton at the weekend. We'll be doing another podcast from there with Steve Armstrong. I suspect Manchester United will wear the same kit against Southampton. It's the the new third kit, which, remember in the 80s, used to have a blue one. Uh, They only used to wear it against Sunderland and Southampton with the red and white stripes. But anyway, enough... The grey shirts, wasn't it? It was the grey shirts, yeah. 
Yeah, they wore the grey shirts as well. Anyway, enough from me. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully next time we'll have a more upbeat podcast. But you never quite know what you're getting with Manchester United under Louis van Gaal at the moment. Good night. Hey, you're good, Jay.